Hello and welcome to episode two of the Your Plate podcast. I'm Maya and I've got Arti with me, my fellow podcaster. And today we're going to talk about a bit about positive psychology as well as reverting back to some of the listener questions that we had last time. So just to start with a bit of introduction, how's, how's your week going Arti? What's been on your plate? Oh, what's been going on? It's been quite a tiring week. Uh, my husband's been traveling, so it's been quite full on. A little Siobhan, who's two and a half, is waking up quite a bit in the night. I'm sure we all experienced that with our two-year-olds. Mm. And uh, 5 a.m. wake up, so been pretty tired. How do you look after yourself then when, um, when you know you've got... What I try to do is try to go to bed early, but it doesn't happen that often. But I try to make a conscious effort just to try and go to bed like half an hour earlier mm. if I can just to get more sleep because that's what I need really mm. <laughs> so, and what about your energy levels how do you I do them? I mean I do find that um, lack of sleep does affect my energy levels so what I try to do is go for a walk if I can so yeah. during the work while the kids are at nursery I will at, at lunchtime try and go for a 20 minute walk it just gives me that extra energy get some sunshine now that the sun's out um yeah nothing groundbreaking really but just even that 20 minute walk for me I think makes all the difference anything nutritionally you do I just try and keep myself hydrated again there's a good link between hydration and energy levels so and I feel like it's quite an easy thing just try and remember to drink more water yeah food wise I eat pretty well being a nutritionist I'm not (laughs) saying that I'm an angel but I eat pretty well anyway probably try and up my protein intake a bit just to kind of feel more satisfied just keep the blood sugar levels so steady. what might that be i find bananas a really good energy boost actually yeah. okay really simple so yeah how about you how are things Fantastic. going with you Maya? yeah good yeah i think my sleep is pretty good actually the two-year-old isn't that bad right now which is good so but then i i do like to when i am working from home sneak in a little nap so yeah i'm never hugely sleep deprived as unless i'm nowhere near a nap option but then otherwise got a bit on in terms of my masters that I'm studying right now so that's keeping me busy and also getting ready now for some of my freelance coaching work at LBS so doing a few of the prep calls this week so that's been good but yeah I think that's it for now so yeah so that's what I've got had on my plate this week excellent so Maya actually I think that that's a perfect segue into you talked about your masters Mm. could you tell us a bit more about what your master's in I understand it's about positive psychology if you could give us a bit more background maybe a one-liner as to what positive psychology is all about because I'm yeah yeah, yeah. There's quite a bit in the media, but if you could... Uh, yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, And also I think positive psychology gets a bit of a bad press because of that whole positive, happy, clappy type thing. And really, if you want to understand a very simple sort of uh, sense of what positive psychology is, it's, it's about working with strengths rather than deficits. Um, and it's about cultivating the various um, elements uh, that help people to thrive and flourish in life. Um, and definitely one of the things that we're studying right now is about multidimensional flourishing. And it's about looking at all the different dimensions of people's lives that can support their flourishing. So not just looking at the individual, but looking at their environment, looking at their little systems that they're part of, whether that's work or for kids, their schools, family as a really key system. And actually thinking about how all of those come together as well as um, thinking about the individual from a kind of uh, mental perspective in terms of positive emotions and things, but also a physical um, embodied perspective. So it also it kind of links into why we are doing this podcast together, because I think often we talk about aspects of you know well-being is quite separate so there'll be you know nutrition over here health over uh, fitness over here um, mental health in another 
category. And really, um, through my work, because I've worked a lot in the corporate space, um, you know, in in different companies, um, but also as a coach, I see how important the interlinkages are. Uh, I think actually the real value is where you can tie everything together. So not just be looking at the nutrition, not just be looking at the mental elements, but really weaving it all together. Um, so that's a little bit about positive psychology, strengths based working, you know, in terms of helping people to flourish, um, not just stay in comfort zones. Uh, does that give you? Yeah, a bit I, more? yeah, I love that. And that, yeah, I think it's a, that's a really good, comprehensive like overview of it. And I think what you've said really encapsulates how I think people should be thinking about health, yeah. that holistic approach yeah. that, that, you know, bringing together the various strands of what it means to be healthy. Yeah. So yes, you know, what you're eating is really key. Yeah. Um, fitness, as we know, moving mm. is really important. So you've mentioned two really key things. Sleep is another area, and I'm sure mm. we'll do a podcast on sleep. Um, and also, you know, mindset. And as we mm. know, mindfulness is a huge subject. So yeah. though for me, those are kind of probably the four key kind of key yeah. pillars. And actually, Dr. Rang Chatterjee does that amazingly, doesn't he? He has yeah. his four pillar approach, yeah. which I think is a brilliant system, a really good structure. So bringing it all together, and would you say that positive psychology is almost the kind of overarches all of that or not? Re have I? Yeah, I think that could definitely be one way of looking at it. And often it's like, you know, there, there are various things we can do, you know, to flourish. But positive psychology gives you a lot of mechanisms to help you do that and tools. And also, obviously, because I've worked as a coach for a long time, I would have a lot of tools to help people to actualize it for their own lives because we all know the information we all know the facts we all know the basics and yet there are you know there is research showing that there's a huge paradox whether it's around exercise or nutrition uh, in terms of what people know and what they actually do so that's anyway so we, we, do, we don't want to dwell too much on mm, this uh, okay. but that was just to give you an overview and you know in future episodes I will cover specific topics um, of positive psychology that I think are really relevant to our conversations Okay, so with the other thing that we wanted to do was circle back um, to one of our topics from last time, which was around the um, sort of ready-made vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, and I know, Arthi, I'd put the challenge to you that, you know, isn't it a bit gross having kind of frozen cubes of like dark, wilty spinach that I have to, you know, find a way to make tasty. Um, and I know you got you had another suggestion for me around what yeah. I could do with them. Yeah, so um, one of the ways I'm a big fan, I'm going to go back to this, but I really am a big fan of frozen chopped spinach and it has to be chopped because mm -hmm. then the it's not like the leaf spinach because you can buy it frozen leaf you can buy the leaves which means they're quite strandy yes yeah, stringy yeah. and strandy and does t does taste a bit soggy yeah but the thing about the, the frozen chopped spinach is that it's almost like um it's just sort of a much better texture so the way that i love to use frozen chopped spinach are two ways so i would just kind of fry the paneer so yeah. paneer is indian cheese so i'd cube that up and fry that up with some onions and then i would add the frozen spinach and it's just it saves a lot of time because when you buy spinach it can take quite a lot of time chopping it all but literally just throw in Take the, the bag out of the freezer and yeah, put take it the bag into the pan. Yep, yeah, exactly. Take the bag yeah. out. Take take the take the bag out of the freezer. Take the cubes out of the bag and add them into the pan. Yeah. Um, and so that's a really way, a nice way of getting your portion of veg in with paneer if you love paneer. And the other the other way I love to use frozen chopped spinach is with um, the corn chicken pieces. Well, they're not actually called corn chicken pieces, but it tastes like they they kind of taste a bit like chicken but they are the corn pieces so again it's sort of like a chicken spinach dish and that's a really nice way to to use spinach so again it would be kind of a um 
a chicken spinach curry thing. And actually, mm. that's on my Instagram. So um, my Instagram account, Artie Van Derry Show, I think I've got a video for that one, the Ooh. corn, chicken and spinach curry. So Ooh, um, if that sounds that. interesting, yeah, I've got yep. the video, sort of a one minute video with with the recipe on that. So uh, fantastic. check that out. That sounds great. And yeah, just to update, because I did say I would uh, have a go with the packaged vegetables. Um, and that was great. Adding the butter for the kids was fantastic. Um, and uh, and then for ourselves, we um, before roasting, we, I just sprinkled the oregano on and that that worked really well. So lovely. So we've yeah. So that's circling back on a couple of um, things from last week. Shall we move on to our listener listener update? So last week we talked about um, a client question, which was around being addicted to sugar. Uh, and so what I did was circle back um, with the client uh, around the food diary um, question and got a bit more specifics on where the sources of sugar were coming from. And it turns out that there is a mixture of both beverages. Um, so having sugar in the beverages like teas and coffees, but also having them in the um, in the form of Snickers bars. So one to two Snickers bars a day. The, the, the client is actually um, training for a marathon. So clearly energy requirements are high. Um, but we we just kind of asked a few further questions around some possible alternatives not if he's not a fan of dark chocolate so that's not going to be the immediate sugar substitute one thing he is willing to give a go is um to at the time when he would normally have his um uh, snickers fix um to substitute that with a couple of bananas some cashew nuts uh some peanut butter um and a square or two of of some chocolate so uh, an overall fairly substantial with some sweetness to it um kind of snack because he identified that the one of the reasons he loves a snickers bar is because it feels quite substantial with the nuts and things um so that's that's what he's going to give up give a try and kind of report back on and we'll we'll let you know how that one's going was there anything that you wanted to jump in on yes yeah, so, i mean because he is training for a marathon yeah and if he's having those urges to want to snack and have something yeah. quite substantial um another area that um, i was discussing with him was actually his meals are probably not substantial enough mm. so he's often going for having kind of salads with a bit of tuna um, at lunch but actually you need to fuel yourself sufficiently for a marathon so what you do need are your good quality complex carbohydrates mm. um so he needs to you know maybe be having some brown rice um maybe some kind of wholemeal bread with that if he mm. if he's if he wants to eat that so if he's feeling like he's really needing those substantial snacks what I what you know the conversation we were having was well actually I think your meals need to be mm. bigger and more satisfying to take you through to your next meal um and of course have a snack but if you're craving snacks, I think let's focus on having more substantial meals, especially if you're training for a marathon. Yeah, and I think that's what's really interesting about that. And and he agreed with this is that in the moment of having of needing that snack, that's not the time to be doing the work of reducing your addiction. The time to be doing the work around reducing your addiction is about three hours earlier when you're perhaps having your lunch or your preparing what your lunch is going to be and then you have a chance of addressing that sugar craving that is then going to strike you know three hours later and this does relate again to an element in positive psychology around self-regulation and self-regulation is about our ability to regulate our impulses override some of our automatic impulses in order to achieve certain goals so it's not just about blanket self-control it's about saying what do I really want to achieve and how can I best behave and think, you know, to kind of meet those goals? 
And one of the things to do with self-regulation is is to make your plans and make set your intentions and do your work before you're triggered. So when you're in a triggered state, they des- describe that as a hot state. That's not, you know, when you're kind of in the grips of one of your cravings or um, something has set you off. Perhaps, you know, somebody's irritated you or you've had a difficult conversation. That is not the time to you know, start worrying about a behavior that you want to change. The time to do it is plan for it uh, a few hours in advance of that. And then you've got a shot at then having the right thing to hand when you then the the craving or the issue strikes. So that's That's really fascinating. Mm. I love the way that you can break down Mm. that that, um, urge that you have to kind of have something sugary at four o'clock. And I think it's something that will resonate with a lot of people. Mm. Kind of that's when you kind of have the energy dip. You know, you've had your lunch. Um, and then, you know, you're kind of working through the afternoon and you just need that pick me up. And often yeah. it's kind of tea and yeah, whatever's there. biscuit or whatever. Yeah, whatever you've got at hand in your snack drawer at the office. So I think having kind of healthy options at hand as well. Because yeah. um, the but- time, you know, the time to kind of change a behavior is not when you're at your most depleted, tired mm-hmm. and, you know, probably a bit hungry. That's not a good time yeah. to make that change. The time to make it. Is yeah. And yeah. I love just, yeah, I, it's mm-hmm. so great to just hear yeah. you know to have awareness of what actually is happening yeah. kind of from a psychology perspective in my brain so yeah i think that's really um really interesting fab well we will report back on um how he's doing next time um and we'll also um put a shout out for some more um listener queries so it'll be really good to hear if you've got any queries any questions that you've got around specifics. any diet myths yeah. or anything just um, pop them over right on our instagram account yep so that would be yeah. your rt banderi rt banderi shah yeah that yeah. one yep or mine, which is at Maya Goodka, M-A-Y-A dot, M-A-Y-A-G-U-D-K-A. Yeah. All right, fantastic. So let's whip around to our love of the week. Um, so I've got maybe one sort of like an envy of the week, which is that today Arthi has come with a thermos flask full of some really nice tea, whereas I was sort of scrambling around to find a, a Costa of my hot drink. So I'm, I've got my eye on that thermos, and I think that might be my kind of... <laughs> sort of jealousy of the week (laughs) so well I mean so one thing I love is I do need my cup of tea in the morning but actually I don't like to have it this is probably one of my slightly not paranoid but kind of one of my nutrition weird nutritionist weird things is that I don't like to consume caffeine while I'm eating because it can prevent the absorption of certain nutrients in particular Mm. iron so I have my breakfast, I'll have my supplements, uh, we can talk about that more another time, and then I will drop the kids off to school, I'll come home, and before I sit down and do my work, I do need my cup of tea then. I can often make my cup of tea, but actually, even better is to make my cup of tea, put it in the thermos, so as soon as I get in through the door, I sit down at my desk, and my hot tea is ready in my thermos, and I'm not wasting any time, so it's a bit of a time-saving tip there. Ooh. But even better is obviously when I'm out and about at meetings or whatever, I've got my tea at hand, so I don't need to be scrambling around trying to look for a coffee shop, saving money. I've also got my tea spice in there. I've got my masala, my um, masala tea. So a lot of in South Asia, we use a spice mix with cloves, ginger, cardamom, cinnamon. And that just really brings a lovely spicy flavour to tea, which is great in winter, particularly. It's very warming. Yeah, it's it's quite warming. Perhaps it could get a bit heavy around summer, but it's lovely. Yeah, so that's what's in my thermos. So maybe you can give that a go. But you're more of a coffee drinker, aren't you? Uh, Well, during the day, yeah. But you have made me worry a little bit because I do need to wake up and have a tea first thing. And then I have that with food. So I'm just wondering, because I can't really survive or contemplate life without that first cup of tea I'm wondering could I just have my tea then 
wait for an hour because often I just need to sort the kids out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then have a slightly later breakfast with the supplements. Yes, yeah, fine. Yeah, but I do it the good. other way around because yeah, I don't do think I can do. I can't separate the two without having the the yeah, tea first. Yeah, I think I think it's. I mean. In the, in a perfect world, you know, of course, we'd like to ha- have an hour an hour either side, um, not mixing our food with our caffeine. But um, what you're suggesting is absolutely fine. You can have a cup of tea if you need that to kind of wake you up. Yeah. I'd also be looking into that a bit more deeply. Like the <laughs> fact that you might, you know, that you need that kickstart with the caffeine makes me wonder: Are you sleeping enough? Because really, in, again, in a perfect world, which often busy parents are not able to, is one should wake up feeling <laughs> should wake up feeling refreshed um, mm. in the morning. But that's not going to be the case if you've gone to bed at eleven, twelve, and are woken up by a screaming toddler at five o'clock. <laughs> so I do appreciate that. Um, that's probably a bit difficult. But in, in a perfect world, you should be one should be waking up feeling quite refreshed and not needing a caffeine boost to yeah. get you out of bed. Um, but you know, it's okay. We're all on a journey. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I will ponder that one and see if I can come up with, you know, in advance of the morning, a good alternative so that when I wake up and the craving is there, that I am not then having to figure out a solution. And there are some herbal teas that I don't mind that you recommended me in the past, actually, like the choco teas, putting a couple of tea bags of that in. Oh, has that got caffeine no, in it? No, 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 you can try that. I'm not mm. sure if it will have the same It's quite impact. tea-ish. It's okay. quite tea-ish. I just Fine. need a warm, hot or drink. Maybe, or maybe, do you know what would be preferable? Um, green tea. No, no, that will make me feel sick. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so yeah. that's something I will give a go. But, you know, I'm not I'm not about to make a massive change there because there are some things, and I feel very strongly about my mm. caffeinated beverages. They yeah. sort of kind of punctuate my, my days and they're really, really deeply important to me. <laughs> Um, all right. Brilliant, so, so that's it. Have we done our loves of the week? Yep. I think we, we have. We have. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, and we will join you next week with episode three of the Your Plate podcast.